big debates, unpopular opinions, and a whole lot more. Oh yeah, it's the Once Around Podcast, baby. Hello and welcome back to the Once Around Podcast. I'm Ben, I'm here with Kai, Ed and Luke, and Derby County are bottom of the championship. The reason I am sounding so enthusiastic and happy is because I don't get to see Derby play for two weeks, and that makes my heart flutter. Um, We are really bad. We are really, really bad, and we are in serious trouble of relegation, which... I, it's mental even for me to say that, but at the moment it's less about looking for playoffs or even mid-table. We're, we're battling against Wickham, Coventry, QPR, Barnsley. Luton are doing all right, so I'll leave them out of that. But we're, we're in serious trouble. And Luke, are you scared we could seriously go down? No. No, it's only it's only November. There's plenty of time. Ask me again this question in February, and then I can give you proper answers. It's only November. You can't judge a table in November. Like it's hard to tell because Reading are top. They could easily just fall off and become mid-table. Because you've seen happen before. We were top at Christmas. We finished eighth. You've seen it with other teams. Aston Villa were mid-table at Christmas. They got promotions to the Premier League. So. Although it is a worrying time and we are playing bad, it's only November and there's still, we've got till May to fix this. I know we've got to fix it quickly, but I think it will come, but it's just a matter of when and if we have to get rid of Kaku for this thing to click and for it to come. But I'm not worried at the minute. Okay. Uh, That does bring into our style of play which is really hard to see, really hard to know what's going on. Kai, this this style of football has been tried and tried again by Philip Koku and then once by Liam Rossinia. Why isn't it working? Because our players aren't good enough to fit the system. The league doesn't fit the system. The system, to be honest, isn't good enough. Let's not let's not well, throw any punches at the players without throwing them at cock as well. What we do isn't good enough to score goals in the championship. It may have worked in the era of Vise because teams will play differently against you. They're more likely to set off. And we've seen it worked against Crystal Palace last season, a sort of the passing it around the back, build up slow, slow build up play. Because they give you time on the ball, there's more spaces in midfield. You don't get that in the championship. Teams are on top of you the whole time. The football that works in championship is our long ball football or quick attacking play. And we're not seeing either of those. So it's called, of course it's not going to work. And Cocky won't change from that because that's how he's managed throughout his career. It's how he's learned as a player, how to play, playing with Barcelona and the Dutch national team. So he's, he's no offence, but he's got to go to be able to change that because he won't change it himself. No doubt, no doubt in your mind he has to go right now. Yeah, because we're 11 games into a season and we're on six points. And that isn't good enough, to be honest. And it, you, you can't, there's no ifs and buts anymore with him. He's had his time. We've given him the benefit of that past couple of years or past year because of um, everything that went on. But now he's got players back. They're back from injury. 
and the team isn't good enough. They're play, not playing good enough football and it's dreadful to watch and we're bottom of the league and we will be for some time with the way it's going. Yeah. Ed, are there any positives whatsoever to take from that performance? I mean, we played quite well in the first half and then we lost. <laughs> that is honestly... Story of the season. All, no, that is literally about all you can say about most derby games this season, other than the one game we won against Norwich. Cheers, Norwich. Um, yeah, but cheers, Pookie, for slipping. Yeah, cheers, 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 Pookie. But I'm, I'm normally the one to try and sprinkle a bit of positivity and sunshine into this, but it just, at a minute, I'm, I'm staring at the league table now, and being bottom's bad enough, but the stat for me, 11 wins, one win. One at one in eleven is is rightfully so bottom of the table fodder. Like that is awful. And personally, I, I think I disagree with Kai in the sense that I don't think he should go now. I think he should go if we don't win the first game back after this international break. You really want to because give him more time? They're, they're going to give him more time, realistically, because this takeover isn't over yet. And. I think it's Alan Nixon keeps saying on, on whenever he gets asked a question from Derby fans, oh, when do you think they'll sack him? Uh, who's going to pay? Mel's not going to pay before he goes. So then is he going to give the first burden to the new owners to pay two million? Because I think I think that's his um, release clause. Um, I don't see them doing it straight away. And as bleak and as horrible as this feels, I've got a really bad feeling that with all Mer- Mel Morris has done in the past with making rough decisions with managers. I've got a feeling he's gone the other way and he's gone too stubborn. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. There's no pleasing Derby fans, clearly. And I'm so out of out of words to, to put any perspective on this anymore. I just know that we're bottom of the table. Something needs to change. I don't know what. That could come organically. We could come back and suddenly go on a, win- on a winning streak. We don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy league, but... It's not good. That's all I can tell you. It's not good. Just a quick thing. I disagree with Ed when he said, I think we should sack him if we lose our first game back. I think if we are going to sack him, sack him now and give this new manager a week or two weeks to blend with the squad during this international break. I'm not saying that's what I do. I I just see it happening. I see us going, right, we'll give him these two weeks. We'll give him the international break. He'll come back firing. And then it will lose three 0 against Bristol but, City to a Chris Martin hat trick, and then suddenly, or Jamie Pat- if or Jamie but if Patterson. we are going to get rid of him, now is the perfect time. So our new manager oh, I, has I, I do agree. I, I two do weeks agree to that. blame the squad. I just don't see Derby never do anything the easy way, do they? And no. that's just how I see it going. So I also think that he's being protected a bit by his isolation period because yeah. it's a bit of a kick a man whilst he's down sort of thing to sack him whilst he isn't present at the club in terms of his physical being at the moment. So I because think, of our CEO as well. I was, yeah, exactly. Morris I is just, isolating. I don't think there's opportunity at the moment to sack him. And I don't... Unless he does again, it over I Zoom. Agree, again, I don't agree with that. And exactly over Zoom, there was... The takeover's probably been stalled. I know we've seen progression, but I was probably coming from before the whole sort of situation that's arose now. Um, we find ourselves saying that quite a lot, I think, the situation that has arisen. So... Uh, it'll be it'll, it'll be time. Hmm. If he manages to get a win against Bristol City, that'll be surprising. It might keep him 
his job for another week or two. But do you think in that meeting they were having, they were discussing his future? Because there's a lot of conspiracy theories about the, what happened in this meeting. I didn't really want to look into it myself, but now the more uh, you football, think they, have we- football, they have yeah. weekly meetings. They have football managers well. meet. Football yeah. managers meet up with owners quite a lot, especially with the whole takeover situation. Cocky will be in. in will be in the know of what's yeah. going on as well. Um, That's fair enough. So, but it might have been to do with that. He might have been told, you need to stop winning games. You need to start playing better football. But we don't know what's in that. Isn't it? And it'd be quite nice to know what happened. Maybe it was just Stephen Pitts cough, coughing a lot. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I, I didn't think I'd ever say this. I missed last season. Already, Frank Lampard. I'm, <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm his Lampard. That's fair. I even miss Gary Rowler. There's just there's just an atmosphere of just impending doom constantly with Derby, and this Lampard been, seemed to seem to plug that a little bit. One quick my mate said. One quick my mate said was um, Lampard sees the fact more like a fairy tale, but with Cock it feels more like football. Because with mm. Cock with Lampard, it was all Frank Lampard's Derby County, all this magical story. We somehow got Ashley Cole on the team. Yeah, I sort of feel this <laughs> return back to being Derby County. Still on yeah, and this feels like back Cock to normality. Cocky's got a huge presence in football, and he will do after he's finished with us. He'll still end up getting a decent job in Europe somewhere because of his neck. I've got hiccups. Sorry. Um, he will end up getting another job in Europe somewhere, wherever that may be. Probably back in the Netherlands. I don't really know who's a who needs a manager at this current period of time, but. He might even take a break from football. He's been in uh, two jobs within a space of two and a half years now, so it's not going to be good for him, especially if he gets sacked from this one. Yeah. So from the highs of PSV down to the lows of Fenerbahce and Derby. Yeah, it's, it's a shame really because they are all such big clubs and jobs he completely deserves because of the calibre of manager. He's clearly got a footballing brain. It just hasn't been applied as best possible to Derby County, and it is really unfortunate to see. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's is a decent manager, and we have seen that at points. His football, when it comes off, it, it comes off well. We've, looked, we've seen that against Stoke, but yeah. unfortunately we've not seen it enough, and that's why it's costing him his job. But, but that part, that's part of the reason, isn't it? I mean, when we were with Lampard, I seem to remember there was a West Brom away performance that was class. Norwich away was class. Leeds away was class. Bristol City you, you away was a very a underrated performance as well. You could, you could list off at least five performances where you thought, yeah, that, that, that clicked well. We had good again, players in that day. With Lampard, you can also list off five performances where you thought, that was shocking. Rotherham away, Blackburn away, Ipswich away. Villa. So three three Villa out of four Leeds games. Forest, Leeds. I mean... Lampard wasn't perfect, but it was a lot more enjoyable than what's happening right now. But, but with Koku, all of those games are just moulding into one. You've had seven losses this season. All seven of them were pretty shocking. Yeah. Uh, try and I, find seven losses from the Lampard season that with that. Think, you've listed up a good couple there. But this is yeah. just from this season, and we're in November. More now, oh, though. It's crazy. I'm, sorry. I think more now with Derby, I think because of how low our confidence are, is and has been for weeks. As soon as we concede that first goal, we crumble. And even the Barnsley manager noticed, because in his post-match interview, he said, I knew if we got the first goal, Derby would crumble and we'd win the game. If Barnsley noticing it, it's bad. Yeah. It's become far too easy to play against. Yeah. 
And just, that's the first time I've seen us be far too easy to play against since Nigel Clough. We're not an easy team to beat. We shouldn't be an easy team to beat. Under McLaren, under Raul, under under um, Darren Russell, even. We were quite a tough team to beat. I'll, I'll just say, though, just because I alluded to this on the on the preview for this game as well, we've got to give Barnsley... I'm not saying Barnsley absolutely blew us out of the water because we did not help with our performance at all. But Barnsley are a good team. They've got a good little starting eleven there. Mm. And they've got a good manager that seems quite passionate and seems to know what he wants from his team, which is, I think, what we're lacking. We haven't had a manager since Lampard that's come in and gone, right, I want this, this, this and this from you. Well, we've only had one manager. I was shocked about Barnsley. I thought Barnsley would come and sit back, but they came and they pressed and they pressed well, and they pressed I, I, and it worked. I, 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 said, I said last week, they are quite an attacking team, right? They've got some I didn't think they were. Really I thought bright. they were going to sit back. They've got, I mean, they've got some really bright talents in their team. And if, if, if you'd watch them play against some other big teams in this league, they don't go out down without a fight. Alex Moe is a very impressive signing for them. Alex Moe is, is one of the best midfielders in the, in the league. We, we, we'd take him easily. He is, he is so important to that side. And we didn't pick up on him. I mean, Chaplin is different. He's sort of... He's a striker where he will pick up he's on... He's more direct. What, he's what, look what happened. He picked up on what happened. Marshall passed out to him and to fair, it was a fairly easy strike. Marshall nearly got to it actually as well, which would have been a very good recovery, but it didn't seem to be. But without Mowat, Barnsley wouldn't be too much, but they do have Mowat, so they are quite a bit. I think we need to face that fact. Teams are better than us. Yeah, I, it, and I think it is something that a lot of fans just can't seem to comprehend, that we are this bad. We are the team that's, that's at the bottom of the championship and there is no divine right whatsoever for us to be languishing at that top of the table. We are only at the top of that table if we utilise the best out of the incredible talent that we have. Because we do have so many players just raring to go, but we need that figure to come through and and just motivate them to the ma- ma- maximum of their ability. Joswiak is going to be almost a world-class player. I I feel, well, he's he's going to be... An, Mid-table Premier League quality, definitely. No, no but in, in terms of what Derby County have, he is be up far and above anything that we've seen at the club in a very, very long time. He's an established international player at the age of 23, basically what I'm getting at. I don't think he'll, he won't reach the lights, but you said world-class, but he's Look, a very, very strong player and he will, will have a very bright future away from Derby. I call some cook breakfast world-class, so just, that, that, that's my that's my standard. Shreddies. Um, <laughs> yeah, shreddies with a little bit of sugar on top, perfect. Other breakfast cereals are available. Yeah. Um, apparently, um, yeah. So it, it's just infuriating to watch Derby, but it's also infuriating to see see the fans not come to terms with who we are at the moment. And it is so annoying that this period of transition that we started a season and a half ago is is just going to have to restart because we do need that manager for a future. We do need a manager to make those youth players that Koku have brought up absolutely blossom. Because while Jason Knight is playing out of his skin, 
he knows he can play better. Louis Sibley needs to come into that team and play better. Max Bird is dying for confidence because he's got that number eight shirt. He's got a captain's armband when Rooney and Davies aren't on the field. He needs that confidence to play better. And then you've got Whitaker, Jamal Hector Ingram. Jack Stretton could possibly come in. Uh, Lee Buchanan, I think, is an established first-team player already. There's no debate about that. I was just going to say, I think another talking point we can talk about in this podcast because ultimately our only optimism at the moment as a football club is definitely through these under-23s. And a name you mentioned there, which is Jack Stretton, I just wanted to talk about just because he's, a, from what we've seen at, at UTL, you know, you know, Jamal Hector-Ingram last year had a blinding season. He scored, what was it, 22 and 28 or something like that. Yeah, mental In the Premier stats. League too. He, he had a decent return. But but you couldn't really see that like you knew that it'd take him a bit of time to bed himself into the, the um, championship first team, and he's still not really made that jump. But with Stretton, there's something about him that he, I'm not saying he looks ready because we've not tested him at, at all. But he could be an unlikely hero for not to put any. I'm not putting any pressure on him. I, he might not. Sounds even like you put a bit. He could be. A, shot, a, a light in the darkness of this period of time for Derby in the sense that he's playing so well for the under-23s at the age of what? I think he's 18, maybe even 19 now. No, I think um, he's just turned 18, actually. Just turned 18. Well, there you go. But I think, what's the point in not giving him a bit of a go in this team now? What's the point in not having a, having a go? and sit? I, I know it can go two ways. It can go in the way of, of setting him back a bit because the, he doesn't want to be part of a relegation for the team. But... Like we've said, we've got quality in this team. I think it's only going to be a matter of time before it starts to be seen again. It's just whether it can be easily seen with Haku, whether he needs to be sacked, or whether you just, as much as we're saying he's going to get sacked, they might have had enough conversations behind the scenes to know that we know that this is a four year plan. We're going to stick by it. This season might be horrible. Next year's our year. You, we just don't know where they're at. We don't know what, where the new owners are at. But in Jack Stretton, he could have a good little stint in this first team. But again, that could, that could be a hindrance, not a help. But I just thought it was a little point to make because he's been on fire for the under-23s at the minute. I just thought it was a bit of positive news. My only issue is with like playing the likes of Jack Stratton. You get them into this team where they are losing week in, week out when they've just come from winning week in, week out against teams such as Tottenham, Man City, Liverpool. It's going to have such an effect on their confidence, such an effect on their overall form. And to be honest, it'll have an effect on them coming out as a player at the end of their career because no one must lose. We've seen that more than enough this, these past few weeks. We've seen the effect it's had on Max Bird. We've seen the effect it's had on um, Louis Sibley. And we're starting to see the effect it's had on Jason Knight as well, I think, because no offence, but he has started to lose a little bit of his pace, his um, optimism going forward with the ball. I don't know if that's to do with the way we're playing, but. He doesn't seem to have the involvement that he has done in previous games, especially uh, the one against Bournemouth and um, Cardiff. He seems to have sort of been forced out of his natural give, I want to say, because against QPR, against uh, who Barnsley, he he wasn't noticeable like he normally is. I think he needs to get that noticeability back. Do you think that could be... Because when Knight was playing well, he was in a midfield two. But then since he's dropped off, we've gone back to midfield three. Do you think that playing in midfield three in the shift of the system, it could change his noticeability? See, 
I I've got I've got such a big like alarm bells ring when people in this podcast and all over Twitter use the word system because I just don't see anything with this team and it's not I'm not I'm not having to go at you lot at all I just you I just don't be. see how well, I'll leave the <laughs> podcast then that's fine um I just don't I just don't there's just no system and I think that's the whole that's the biggest flaw in this whole thing is that we haven't got a system. We adjust to everyone else. And I don't think you ever see a team go up from this league, let alone in mid-table, the dizzying heights of mid-table in this league, adjusting to other people. You see um, teams going up in this league, taking the league by the bollocks and you know getting on with it and playing how they want to play. We've not got that. The authority that Newcastle had in 16-17 was noticeable. They took well, the league by I know they had a lot of money. I know they had a lot of money, but they used the money. Like, yeah. And they, they took the league and you we, knew from we've had three the money weeks in, the past. in that they, they had it. We, we had the money in the past. Bradley Johnson, Jacob Waterfield was where our money went. And it was a waste, to be frank, because both, both of them now left the club and both of them left the club were still in the championship. You mentioned Wolves and how the money helped them take the, the league by the scruff of their neck, but it did take them two attempts. The first time they had it buying all these players, they flopped massively and they spent in the wrong way. No, yeah, I mean, first year, first the year, because they bought, they bought like they bought like Bod Varson, Held Acosta, they bought yeah, five or six I mean, players, a lot of money, and it didn't click. Yeah, but then the second time they're, round, they spent their wisely. Real t- their real time was, I don't think that was a that was a more because Wolves were a bit of a relegation threat at that point. They'd only just come back up from League One, they'd been spent a couple of years in the Championship, and they spent a lot of money that summer still. But yeah, they spent they, it on awful you players. You spend it wrong, and also I don't think the the same consortium wasn't really in at that point. So, it, it was game ne- it, Yeah, it was the next season where they still yeah, put, that's what they, they spent. They spent eighty million on Neves. Like, who, so, who spends that money on one player? Was it, was it fifty million? Fifteen was million that, on Neves, most expensive championship oh. player. At the yeah, time. It, was 50, it was like I think fifty million else now. Together, wasn't it? But um, well, I think that that that's sobering news today as well. Seeing some a few articles about our owner. <laughs> coming forward I, me, me and Kai both said a couple of weeks ago or last week or whatever on our podcast we didn't know how much this guy was going to be worth we still don't know as much as these articles are trying to tell us this guy this group might not be worth much at all really in the grand scheme of things so we can't get too ahead of ourselves in, in the transfer regard but the point is we've got a good squad haven't we Yeah. what's going on it's yeah, what's going it's, on it's just crazy it's it's mental to be a Derby County fan at the moment, but it's I can't imagine it any other way. This is Derby County. This is the club that, unfortunately, we love and have to support until the day we die. Be honest, I mean, would anyone want a year in, a, in League One just to see what it's like? I'd be interested. Want, if, if it's not to do with like the, if COVID's fine and we can go to the away games and whatever, mm. I think I'd love it because... Games I, like Gillingham, Peterborough. I'm more thinking about the financial aspects of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the we'll win, on the players we'll that the we have. Yeah, we we we. What, you, you say that? Not you say yeah. that, but look at Sunderland, no, Ipswich. We're, not on the same level. Some were going we're down. Get, we're going. were in a rut for years. Some were shocking financially. Um, I know we but we aren't that bad. As a club, we aren't that bad anymore. The takeover will come through fine. It's been approved by the EFL. Say what you want about the EFL, but a lot of times it's the club's old owners that mess up for their teams, and that's why dodgy owners come in. Mel Morris, he loves the club. 
he knows who he's selling to and I think it will be fine and if we do get relegated then we get to have a bit of fun in League One we'll probably start to come back up quite quickly and you know look for the, look at teams like Master, Southampton, Leeds they've all had seasons in the third division and they're doing alright now I'm not saying in, ten, in, in <laughs> 10 years time we'll be in the Premier League you're saying after well, we get relegated yeah we'll have a uh, lovely Premier League trophy as well next week <laughs> But Fantastic. to be fair, to be fair, as much as as much as uh, we've said about relegation and whatnot, as Luke said earlier, we aren't going to get relegated if we come back and suddenly play well because it's only November. That's that's all yeah. there is to it, really. Well, it would be very very funny if we did, uh, but it would probably collapse the club. Yeah, uh, we we'll, we will do another podcast uh, later in the international break where we'll do a preview for Bristol City, the return of Christopher to Derby County. Uh, it'll be fine. What what else could go wrong? Um, I'm sure we'll have... Everything. Yeah, true, true. We're, we're Derby County. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening to the Once Around podcast. I've been Ben. I've been joined by Kai, Ed and Luke. <sighs> we're going down, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs>